Hi guys, welcome to the Happy Black Girl Narrative Podcast. I'm the creator, Vicky Dubs. On this podcast, we talk about mental health while also discussing the issues of social injustice. Here we destroy the narrative of angry black woman and change it to a happy black girl narrative. So here's the usual cold open to the episode. If you've been following Happy Black Girl Narrative on Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter or TikTok, then you would know that July is BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month. So I've been trying to spread positivity and helpful tools for navigating mental health issues, but I myself have been struggling with the unique set of struggles that come with being a a black girl, (laughs) a happy black girl, a black girl in America. BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month is supposed to highlight the different the different set of mental health struggles that people of color face due to economic and social injustices that are placed upon us. Every day is a fight for human constitutional rights. We're like constantly hearing the news of government officials disrespecting and restricting our ability to live freely and hearing of people in our community who are killed and abused by law enforcement officers every day is deeply heartbreaking and emotionally taxing. I've been dealing with this. And it's interesting because I never truly understood how because of the struggles of me being black and South Asian and all these kind of things and also being queer like really impacts my personal mental health. And it's been something that I've been struggling with so much this past month, ironically, since this past month has been uh, BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month. And I've been wanting to make an episode talking about this, but I wanted it to be like really authentic. And interestingly enough, I've been hearing news. And if you follow the podcast, I've posted some news that really concerned me. If you follow the podcast on TikTok, I've been talking about um, these issues and it just it really puts a damper a damper on the mental health and like personally for me I know a lot of people who are people of color who see these things happen all the time as like being a person of color like we have like we have no choice but to be aware of these issues from such a young age we have to be aware of these issues and personally and commonly it makes me feel like what is there to do like things just bad things keep happening police brutality is still very real and it also seems like the government keeps doing so much to backtrack all the progress uh, that people in BIPOC communities and LGBT communities have been working towards and it just becomes really disheartening and I feel like like it will there be any growth are we really going to move forward and you know just seeing these things happen hearing all these things happen daily it's just it becomes harder and harder to see change but as a black person as a woman as a lesbian and as somebody who's south asian i have to also somebody who just personally just really cares and really wants to see change i have to remain positive and I put a lot of work into spreading awareness into issues and make, making sure I'm still I'm informed so I can make correct arguments, so I can raise awareness to things that I really resonate, that things that I truly see an issue in. And having I put that responsibility on myself. And so having that responsibility means that I have to believe that my work can truly make a change. 
But that that I also have to realize with that come struggles with mental health along with, you know, struggles with mental health that anybody has to deal with. I deal with bipolar disorder and a little bit of anxiety, but I feel like I've been working on the anxiety, right? And so without being black, without without thinking about race, gender, um, status or sexuality, just being having that issue is a struggle within itself. So then when you add on to all those layers to it, it becomes a so a a bigger issue. And so I say all of this to the people who personally struggle with this, who are people of color, who are queer, who are all these things and struggle with their own mental health on top of that. I want to let you know that these are really real things that really do have an impact on your mental health. And I feel like it's also good to be aware of it. So BIPOC mental health awareness isn't just to bring awareness to these struggles just to people who don't deal with these struggles, just to white people. It also, knowing about BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month, even for myself, it also validates my own experience. One way that I personally find hope and love is through the work of people that I look up to, people who came before me that I look up to. I wrote poetry and a lot of my poems I talk about women like Alice Walker, Audre Lorde, Angela Davis, these pe- these people that I really look up to and how their writing, you know, just brings me a lot of hope and, and joy. And so for that, I want to bring up a quote from Audre Lorde, who is Black and queer. And she talked a lot about intersectionality and how being black and being lesbian and being a woman is not exclusive to one another. And so, so she she wrote a lot about self-care and one of the things that she said was caring for myself is an act of survival. She also said another quote and she said, so it's better to remember it's better to speak remembering that we were never meant to survive. And this goes into one of my past episodes where I talk about how self-care is an act of activism and how this just reminds me and this whole month and what it highlights it just reminds me of how being black being a person of color being a woman being queer we weren't meant to survive especially being black queer women we were not meant to survive the system is set up against us and we see that every day with all this all the shit that happens on the news all the shit that happens in the world and it's very important that we prioritize our self-care because like Audrey Lord says said we were never meant to survive. They don't want us to survive. The system does not want us to survive. So, self-care is an act of political warfare, is something that she also said. And so it's always important to remember that taking care of yourself is number 1, especially when you're black, especially when you're somebody of color, like taking care of yourself has to be number one. Taking care of other people in your community is number two. And speaking up for your rights and speaking up for the injustices that are put upon your people, put upon you and put upon other people is number three. But even with knowing that, the struggle still remains very real. Like I I still cannot give over the fact that black people get called the police on just for having a good time at a public park our livelihood is always being threatened and our self-care is always being questioned. So with all of that being said, how do we take care of ourselves? I believe that it's very important to lean on our community for support. 
not just the black community as a whole, but also the people who are close to you. And I always try to acknowledge how there are a lot of people who don't have a healthy support system, which makes struggling with mental health even more difficult. And in these cases, I strongly recommend looking for support groups, therapy, and counseling that specifically cater to people who understand your societal struggles as well as your personal struggles. And something that BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month also highlights is how difficult it is to find Black resources and therapy, as a therapy field only has a 2% Black female population. And if you're Native American, that percentage is 0.4%. Also, side note, if you want to know the percentages of therapists in different groups of people of color, you could look at Happy Black Girl Narrative, TikTok, and Instagram because I have a post with those percentages, percentages, dang, also with a source. So yes, it's important to lean on your community if you can. I should really say if you want because there are support groups and resources that are made specifically to tackle this issue. Yes, it may take a lot of work trying to find those resources, but also just getting a therapist in general requires a lot of research and work to find the right therapist. But it's really important. I feel like it's a really great resource. And when seeking help from a mental health professional, the National Alliance on Mental Illness has a great list of questions that you can ask a therapist or counselor or whatever when looking for the right one. And so I'm going I'm to read them for you. So they say, have you treated other Black people or received training in cultural competence for black mental health if not how do you plan to provide me with culturally sensitive patient-centered care also how do you see our cultural backgrounds influencing our communication and my treatment do you see a different approach in your treatment when working with patients from different cultural backgrounds what is your current understanding of differences in mental oh what is your current understanding of differences in health outcomes for black patients and then also to to think about how they respond and how you can evaluate their responses. They also say you can ask yourself, did my provider communicate effectively with me? Is my provider willing to integrate my beliefs, practices, identity, and cultural background into my treatment plan? Did I feel like I was treated with respect and dignity? And do I feel like my provider understands and relates to me well? The NAMI also has a great list of Black mental health resources, which I plan to make it into a post that I'll post on my Instagram so you guys can definitely check those out because these are really good. All of this being said to let you know that you can get help and there are people out there who can and will help you if you're willing to work with them. But outside of counseling and therapy, there are other basics that could help with dealing with mental health issues. And some things I really recommend, like, like we all heard that it's important to be cautious and be very aware of the content that you take in, the information that you're getting on the daily. Although I do strongly believe that it's important to remain informed and remain aware of these issues, that some things should not be left silent, that some things deserve certain attention. It's also important to put yourself first and know that some things deserve deserve a little less attention from me because of how it affects my health. So making sure that you're not constantly consuming, you know, news and information that just bring you down because that's something I was struggling with. I'm very big on my activism. I always want to be I always want to include activism in everything that I do, but I had to realize that, you know, maybe constantly being informed and constantly being aware of everything that happens is really just hurting me. So I always try to make sure I include some things 
like some positive information, some positive, like some positive black girl stuff. You know what I'm saying? Follow me on Instagram. Follow Happy Black Girl Narrative on Instagram. I always try to give out positivity. I always try to repost accounts that have positivity in it. And also, it's also important to kind of just, you know, take a break from social media. Take a break from all the craziness and, you know, put down the screen for a little bit. I do think that, yes, you're going to scroll through Instagram mindlessly and that is okay. That's why it's important to make sure that what you're mindlessly scrolling through isn't going to negatively affect you. But take some time away from the screen. You know what I'm saying? I like to do yoga. I like to meditate. But I feel like like when I first started getting into yoga and meditating, I was like, yo, like this is for this is for top tier. This is for spiritualists. This is for, you know, sages. And I slowly I slowly immersed myself in it. But I do know it's not for everyone. But, you know, working out in general, getting some physical exercise in is great for you regardless. Like I feel like anybody can include exercise into some kind of bodily physical movement into their routine, into their daily regimen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I don't feel like yoga and meditating is for everybody. Like not everybody's going to like that. But going for a walk, maybe just even sitting, just sitting outside, doing what you regularly do, just sitting outside, getting like getting some fresh air. It's been getting mad hot. I live in South Florida, so fresh air, it's like I can only take it for a certain amount of time. But getting outside, getting fresh air, moving your body, literally just put on some music, dancing around in your room, go outside, go for a walk, you know, anything. Honestly, you can go shopping, shop around the mall, go for, take that as a walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are all things that, like, this is, it's really easy to incorporate some physical movement in your daily routine. Something else that I recommend, I will continue to recommend until everybody on earth does this, but also journaling. Journaling is a really good way to reflect and really good way to understand where struggles are coming from. And, you know, sorry, I kicked something and and understanding yourself and all these kind of things. And you have to you have to get right with journaling, honestly, because I like to journal and even I also feel like it's really like it's really relaxing. It's really good coping skills to you don't have to write. You don't have to write personal things, but you know, maybe just writing anything in general. I like to, I have a lot of journals and I love to make it look pretty. I'll draw in it. I'll doodle in it. I'll, I'm a really big scrapbooker. I'll do that. And that's just a good like practice on its own, but also just journaling and writing things down itself is really good. The other day I uh, something was bothering me and it wasn't, it was really not that deep. And I didn't want to write about it for a while because I was like, I know deep down it's not that deep. <laughs> like this is, like, there's no reason for me to be writing about it. But after I got point that past, after I got past the resistance, I wrote everything down and I actually felt really good at, about it at the end of it. I ended up reflecting. I saw that I was putting a lot of blame onto somebody else when really like, hey, I can't control the people's actions. You know, I I already know that I don't try to control other people's actions. I don't, I wouldn't want people to try to control my actions, you know, kind of thing like that. So it helped me really understand. I got into like a really good understanding of myself and where these feelings were coming from. And now I know what to watch out for, how to make sure that this doesn't happen in the beginning. And also like, they say that like, you can't avoid, obviously you can't avoid everything and you want to be able to avoid certain struggles, but there are some things that you need to protect your peace. It's not, it's not always avoidance. It's protecting your peace. And just like the last note that I made, like that is also protecting your peace, making sure that you're, you're 
taking in certain information that is good for you and, you know, crossing out the ones that are not good for you. It's all about protecting your peace, especially in a world that will not protect you. And lastly, something, some advice that I really want to recommend is mindfulness. And mindfulness doesn't have to be meditation. It does not have to be yoga. If that's how it is for you, that is great. But it does not have to be like that. Mindfulness is just I, I like they say that mindfulness is like watching your thoughts and and honestly that can become pretty stressful constantly watching your thoughts but I also think that mindfulness has to do with you know seeing like enjoying what's going around you you know yes there are times where things are just not so good but it's also important to think about the good it's some it's really a mindset shift too and I feel like being mindful is a great start to you know the mindset shift and I know it may sound corny because that is definitely something that's been told over and over again, but some things are told over and over again because it's actually helpful. Like, I also know that if you're going through something hard, somebody tells you, like, just be mindful, be mindful. It's like, if something, if the stuff that's going around me is not good, why would I want to be even more aware of it? But that's not the case. You want to be, first, mindfulness is, a, is realizing that I just think that everything's bad. Let me look at the good. And then you'll start noticing the good. And although it's not gonna make, it's not gonna change your whole life like as soon as you do it. But over time, being mindful, even being mindful at sometimes, you don't have to be mindful every single second of the day. I mean, it would be good to be mindful every single second of the day, but you know that definitely takes practice. But as you become aware of some situations, become aware of the beauty that's around you you're going to start seeing it more and more. And, you know, that's going to be great. And also, with being mindful and dealing with um, bouts of depression or anything else, any other kind of struggle, um, I really believe that when you're mindful in those situations, you can see, like, what is, what do I not like? And what do I like? And being mindful makes you aware of what is taking your energy and what, you know, adds more energy to you. When you become aware of those things and understand those things better, you can then adjust accordingly. This is not serving thee. This is taking a lot of my energy away. Let me back away from that. Let me not do that. Let me not. Matter of fact, don't even deal with it at all. Let that thing go. And then what is this is giving me energy. This is giving me great things because there are there is so much to enjoy in this world and there are times where it's really hard to see that and when you do see that how do I add more of that in my life there is a stigma in the BIPOC community surrounding mental health although I I think that it's becoming more and more normalized but together one act of self-care at a time we can work to change that narrative And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Happy Black Girl Narrative. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please leave a review on Apple or Google Podcasts and be sure to give me a follow on Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok at Happy Black Girl Narrative and on Twitter at Happy Black Girl 2. Peace.